0: Welcome to Holy Fuck, Holy Fuck, Holy Fuck, two gals on the prowl for enlightenment, sex and all things holy, Holy Fuck, each week beauty alchemist and transformational coach and speaker, Catherine McClellan, and spiritual healer and life coach, Krista Kim discuss navigating spiritual consciousness in a real human body, stumbling through dating, relationships, and everyday life, all while maintaining a fucking sense of humor. Hey, Katherine. Hey, Krista. What's happening? Um uh... Love, love, and love it, and love it, <laughs> love and Love and love it is happening. Love is in the air.
1: Yeah, love is in the air. <laughs> yeah, so you know that voulez-vous coucher avec moi? Ce soir? Yes. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, uh, we laid that one out and we talked to you guys <laughs> so about you laid it out. expectations and meaning uh, behind...
0: Sex. Sex. And having a conversation about sex. And having a conversation about sex. Before having sex. (laughs) So how'd that work out for you? It worked out really well. (laughs) I see that by the smile on your face. Yes. So sex and
1: love, which is really sweet and growing. And
0: now it's on recording. Now it's on recording. (laughs) So now I'm, yeah. So there will be someone else
1: listening to this. Ah.
0: Wow. Yeah. So, so how is this new experience of mm, love and sex and juiciness?
1: It's amazing. It's probably the best experience I've ever had.
0: Wow. Well, why and, Why do you think you are experiencing it differently this time?
1: I think I know that <laughs> I grew my capacity to love myself. I know it sounds like the standard answer, y'all, but listen up. I had two big breakups in a row.
0: Mm-hmm. Big,
1: massive, one a marriage and then one a uh, what do Long you call that fiance? Oh. So almost I don't think marriage. I knew that. Oh, well yes. And uh they at the end of both of them I realized that there was something missing in my relationship with myself. Mm-hmm. Not that I actually wanted to find out what it was. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the stage I'm in right now. (laughs) I really just wanted it to be the other person for a very long time. But I did a lot of forgiveness work for myself and them in terms of things that I thought were theirs that I was working with. And eventually just got to a place where I had a lot of peace and compassion with myself. And I started to really enjoy my own company.
0: Mm.
1: And that's when someone who really enjoys his own company can show up. And then we can be compassionate and loving and kind, and even passionate. when, and passionate. But yeah, let's not leave that one out. No. Um, so, yeah, beautiful.
0: Well, you look good. Thanks. You look smiley and sassy. I am I'm smiling Alive. and sassy. It's amazing how that feeling can change your way of being. And you know what? Mm, what?
1: Men are staring at me everywhere I
0: go. <laughs> I'm like, I
1: think I got like some pheromone perfume behind uh, my ears or I something. <laughs> and it's not and and what's fun I I love about it is not sleazy looking at me. Mm-hmm. It's like they just stare at my eyes like what is going on over
0: there? Yeah, I can see <laughs> why.
1: Yeah, so well loved, nice. well cared for and feeling very open, I guess. And so I'm smiling right back at them but I have no thing right. going on. So it's really lovely. Cool. Feels like a that universal masculine sort of compliment without words of, mm. wow, what's going on over there? That's beautiful. Not she's beautiful or it's beautiful from the outside. It's what's radiating from her. Right. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So anyway, not my imagination, definitely happening and lots of fun. So Exciting. then I get to bring that back to Holy fuck. Mr. <laughs> whatever his name is, Mystery Man. Still, we don't have a name for him. I I did call Mr. Delicious last week. I think
0: I kind of think that one's gonna stick. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll just stick with Mr. Delicious. Delicious. Yeah. Uh, Well, I love what you just said about going through those two breakups and then really coming to the realization that you have to really look at yourself and become happy with yourself and love yourself because I know that's something that you've said to me over the last couple of months. (laughs) You're like, maybe Krista, you should try that. No, I do not want to do that. And then here I am. And it's like I'm actually being forced to be by myself and be alone. And I know we talked about that a little bit in the last um, one of the last episodes where I was saying, I don't know where Golden Eyes and I are. And I really still don't know. But what I do know is in this time where we've given each other some space, he gave. Me some space (laughs) and I was forced to deal with the space. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) Forced to either love or hate myself right now because I have a lot of space. (laughs) But in that space, I had no other choice but to get really okay. With myself. And I had a lot of realizations that I wouldn't have had had we been still entangled in conversation and, you know, dramatic. Yeah, the drama. Well,
1: and then Krista and I were having a chat on the phone one day, and I was in my bookshelf looking for something completely (laughs) different when she called, and I was still doing it. And this book literally threw itself off the bookshelf into into me, onto me, and I grabbed it. And uh, I think it's been a helpful guide for Krista in this journey. I'll let her
0: tell you about it. It is so amazing. I mean, I love that it just fell off on you, and you're like, yeah, this is for Krista. (laughs) There's
1: no question (laughs) who it
0: was for. And so the book is, I Need Your Love. Is That True? By Byron Katie. And the tagline on it is, how to stop seeking love, approval, and appreciation, and start finding them instead. And, you know, I am a big reader, but honestly... Recently, I have not been able to read much. Every time I pick up a book, I'm just like, "Mm, no, 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 no. This book devoured page after page. And, you know, I thought it was going to be a book like, oh, I'm going to know all that information. Oh, my gosh, there was just such simple concepts that she spells out step by step that literally have rocked my world and changed my whole perception of not just my relationship with GoldenEyes, but. With my family and my kids and people and I work me. with, and you. Yeah. People I work with. <laughs> she's well, looking not, right
1: at me when she's not said the that. only
0: person I work with. I know, but there was
1: something about that. Um, the, and the thing I want to say about this, Krista, too, is that this book explains the process and what you can expect, but doesn't give you your own answers. And that's For you, I imagine a place where it was totally intriguing is like, what Mm -hmm. am I doing that these this process that Byron Katie is well known for, Mm -hmm. which is her four questions and the turnaround and one or two other questions get dropped in. What, is, how, what does that mean to me? Who am I in this conversation? And you were really enticed into this
0: conversation. Spirit was serious. You were going to read this book and you were going to get that self love out of it. Yeah. And, you know, I wouldn't have done it had I still been wrapped up in relationship because I would have just pushed it to the side. But in this moment of silence and sadness and questioning what am I doing and what even happens, like really couldn't even figure out what. Had gone so wrong that we couldn't pull it back together. And this questioning series, which what's the first question? Um, is it true? So I basically had, I was looking at all the judgments I was holding against Golden Eyes and myself, and the story I was telling about, you know, what had happened. And that first question of, is it true? And it can only be a yes or no answer. So there's no room for maybe, because if you say, well, maybe... Then there's, it's not true. So Byron Katie has this really funny thing she
1: said to me one time. I was lucky enough to be in person with her. And she said, Have you ever noticed how when it's about you, you're always like, Well, maybe, maybe. Mm -hmm. But when it's about (laughs) someone else, you're like, Yes, (laughs) that's (laughs) what they're doing.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So just um, looking at everything we had gone through, and realizing how much story I had told myself around mm. it and how I was creating my own mental madness. Yeah. I was like, cre- all, all the upset and the nausea and the, just the stress and the anxiety, like literally I was creating it for myself. And I'm not saying he didn't, doesn't have certain behaviors that were triggering me or whatever, but it was like, no, I was choosing to create a big story around a thing that I thought was wrong. Yeah. And we
1: talked about it a couple of weeks ago, I think also about how you know that you have early triggers around abandonment. And so you make up stories that mean that this person is abandoning you, whether they are or not. And so you carry those with you. But when you take this very simple, but very deep work, and what we've just discussed, I know you did, was you took it very deep. This work requires meditation. You meditate mm-hmm. on the questions, you don't think about the questions, right. which is crucial for you to discover what's your truth, what's mm-hmm. happening for you.
0: Because so if tells- I already have those feelings of abandonment inside, then if Golden Eyes doesn't show up on time or leaves for the day and doesn't check in, then my brain goes straight to it. see? I knew he was going to abandon me. See, he's abandoned me. Yep. Mm-hmm, that's the type of person he is. He's abandoning me. And it's like he's fulfilling that story that I'm already holding inside. But when I have to say, like, is it true that he doesn't love me because he left for the whole day? It's like, no. It's like oh, he's going that possibly to work. Be yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, but my mind gets attached to that concept and runs away with it.
1: You know it's funny? I remember I did the forum, the landmark forum, and mm-hmm. they had this one concept about – you know, that you have one story that you just repeat and repeat. And Katie Hendricks' work is based on that too. That And so whatever that first big story is that you developed as a child really carries you. And I just think it's fascinating that we can see it. Once we identify our central story or central repeating pattern, we see how we make up stories to match it so that we can prove it, and then we force people to prove it. Right. And meanwhile, he's like, she's such a nutcase <laughs> because all I did was go to work. And I know men feel that women are crazy because our feelings are so dominant. Mm-hmm. And we think, you know, you guys are kind of assholes because your feelings aren't dominant. But what's really happening is both of us are being ourselves And without the story, we can both be so much more open and compassionate as you're experiencing right now. So tell us more about that.
0: Well, and so as I was creating the story that he was abandoning me, I would then attach to him even more and try to get him to come closer, come closer, come closer. And in that, he was needing more ah. and more space and running <laughs> any fuck. Guys like. out, any
1: guys out there recognize this pattern?
0: Yeah. Any women
1: recognize this pattern from when a guy is sort of suddenly very into you and maybe Needy. you get scared.
0: Or you get scared, so you start to pull away, and then he comes closer. Mm-hmm. I mean, So I, in my neediness, it actually caused him to abandon even more and more and more until finally he's like, and I'm done. And so, again, it all started. Came back to my pattern of abandonment. Right. Belief and abandonment. Yeah, the story,
1: the story that you were abandoned, even the original story that you made up was a story you made up because it wasn't actually true. Something happened, someone left, but were you actually abandoned? No. But Mm -hmm. that's what your story became and solidified. So then you just keep projecting that. We're going to keep talking about projection. Yeah. Because guess what, Byron Katie calls it? What? She says, "Turn it around." So, whatever you're saying in your story, whatever's the thing, like I'm being abandoned, you turn it around. So, what did you find when you turned that around, Krista? What did you find in there?
0: So, is this where you're talking about, um, you know, how do you behave if you don't believe that thought? Is that this is the one turnaround? step
1: before it? The turnaround is when you own it as your own. So, you say, um, possibly one of the turnarounds is, "I abandon myself." Mm-hmm. When it looks like someone is leaving me. It could be that one. What and I think you will be able to verify this. What I've noticed is when you say the right one, you feel it. Right. It might not be that you abandon yourself. It might be something else is the which Katie would call a turnaround. But once you've done it, you feel it. It's like, oh, that's the one. Mm-hmm. That my story is
0: based in. And then you can start looking for your story, showing up in lots of places. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess what I noticed is that in the story of abandonment and believing so fully that it was true, then it it was perpetuating itself and growing and growing and growing. And then other stories and other conflicts and other challenges would arise from it. So it was this. It's thing like that, you were branches, on it the was tree. like <laughs> branching, right? And so The part that I love is when she says, how do you behave if you no longer believe that to be true? And I was like, whoa, okay. Um, So if if he's going away for the day and doesn't text me and I don't believe – let's see, how do I word that?
1: So yes, you're doing – perfect. So I don't believe he's abandoning me. I do believe he's going to
0: work. So Mm -hmm. I just accept – What's true instead of make up a story about it. Right. What I who are you then? Right. So if I believe he's abandoned me, then I probably won't text him during the day and be like, Love you, thinking of you. Or, you know, I won't be in my open hearted, like juicy fun side. I'll be in the, I'll be brooding inside going, Oh, he's not thinking about me. Oh, well, he's not thinking about me. Then I'm not going to think about him either. I'm not going to send, you know, it gets me in this like withholding my love from him right. because I believe that story so tightly. So what I noticed is I was like going back through all of the instances of the things that I believed to be true. And then when I undid them in my head, I realized what a shitstorm I was creating yeah. and how I was, it really came down to how I was withholding my love from him because I believed those stories and I was withholding because it was a way of maintaining control. Right. And what I,
1: I want to say and make really clear is this just happens to be what Krista's journey is right now. The reason the book is on my bookcase <laughs> is not because I am just studying Byron Katie's work. <laughs> it's because I've had my ass kicked quite a few times emotionally by telling stories. Um, I have a variety of stories that I tell myself, and they're all kind of in a constellation of mo- most of us have some form of abandonment story. My My central pattern for me is I'm the problem. Mm-hmm. So When something happens, I always blame myself, and there's a lot of darkness that I can get into that. And I know there are other people who do that. So if that's you, like, pause for a second. I believe that one of my partnerships, the reason it won't go away completely is because every time the person interacts with me, it's so heinous that I have to remember that I couldn't possibly be the problem all the time. And it's it's a backwards way, but since I don't have a story about it anymore, I just say, Oh, that's where this person is today. Interesting. And it's not reflecting anything about me. Right. I'm not, I'm not interacting with this person except when they interact with me. So I just want to branch it out for everyone because all of us can use this tool. It's so simple and it's so challenging. Byron Katie's work is everywhere. Check it out
0: because it's important. And Krista is getting like a right now experience that's really deep. But what I noticed is that the minute I was, I mean, obviously I was using it to process golden eyes, but then I was instantly being able to use it for the grocery store and with my kids and all of these different areas in my life where my, I, you know, I could hear somebody say something or see something happen and I would start spinning on a story about it and I was catching myself and then just giggling at myself of like, oh, there's that part of my brain that is building. And so I can see this muscle of mine is getting strengthened and catching myself. And granted, I've only you know been reading the book for a week or two now, but just in that, yeah. it made such an impact on me that in just the short amount of time, I feel like I've found a lot of freedom. Yeah. And,
1: you know, Byron Katie worked with me directly. I just, there's a what is it called, Krista? There's a podcast we did called Synchro Fucking Nicity. Synchro Fucking <laughs> where I ended up in her presence in a very synchronous way. And she worked with me somewhere
0: mm-hmm.
1: on the internet. Someone could <laughs> find it, but it's not, it doesn't have my name on it. So good luck. But it's a process that I was working with a specific man in my life about disengaging. And for me, I was creating trauma in my own body mm-hmm. from the story that someone wasn't safe. And so I just kept running the story, and no matter what happened, the story would repeat, he's not safe, he's not safe, I need to be scared, I need to be worried. And I was running so much stress and adrenaline in my life, and she spent one hour—well, maybe it's an hour and a half—but whatever period of time she was teaching, because she was teaching it to the world at the same time, unwinding that with me merely by asking these questions and having me close my eyes and really ask myself— Is it really true that his words are dangerous to me? You know, those kinds of things. So that's what we're talking about. That's the significance of this, is that when we can take the story and unwind it back to the actual facts of what happened, you tell that, which is the what happened part, and you skip the story, you free your life. Mm -hmm. In my case, completely freed my life from someone who I felt like was controlling me and dangerous and all those things. and. It just disappeared. This is incredibly valuable stuff. That's why we're bringing it to you. And Chris's experience is so beautiful with
0: it this week. Yeah. And it's allowed for Golden Eyes and I to continue in relationship in some form. We're not um, official anymore, but it kind of like doesn't even matter because... Because you s- don't have the story that it matters. I don't <laughs> have the story that it matters. It's like exactly like... You know, I feel completely free right now. I don't feel sick to my stomach. I feel happy. I feel joyful. If we talk on the phone, great. If we don't talk on the phone, it doesn't mean anything. That's great too. If we decide to date, great. If we decide not to, great. It's like there's just this freedom inside of me right now that honestly, I don't think I've ever felt in my entire life. And so I just Look at these questions, and I have even started sharing them with some of my clients, and they're like, "Whoa!" So, they're it's to get really deep and under it, I think, is challenging and complicated. But to start using these simple questions, I feel like is easy.
1: Well, and I think that's the point yeah. of her process is that she's been doing this work. I actually don't know how long. I would say 30, 20, 20, 30 years. And her process was very painful for her to yes. find her way to this. And we wouldn't want to really wish mar- very painful processes. So for God's sake, buy the book and read it right? And or take her class or do whatever because it's so valuable. And when human beings, you know, it's so funny because you were just talking and I was like, this is brain science, Mm. The more you recognize what you're doing that doesn't work, catch yourself, celebrate that you caught yourself, yay, I'm catching myself, telling my story. Your brain stops doing it. And it's like, oh, what do I want to do instead? And then we're building another pathway. Retraining. Retraining your brain. And mm-hmm. it's a neuro pathway. So it's going to take a while to extinguish the old behaviors. In psychology, one of the things we know is that before something dies, it increases. <laughs> okay? Yeah. So when you were trying to extinguish something, I had a rat in a in a rat lab when I was in college, and before he would stop pressing that damn bar for food when I took the food away. He had to do it a million times, and then he finally stopped.
0: Because that's how we get opportunities to practice. Exactly. So like, if I want to learn these skills, and I get a little taste of it, and then I get like, oh, I've got these down, well, what does Spirit have to do? Well, let me just bring should in I a couple. Amp that up. Amp or? it up just to see how fine-tuned you are. Who is it you skill? haven't talked to for
1: a while <laughs> that you had a little issue with? Let me just have them call you today. That's right. I know you guys think we're a little crazy about this. I'm pretty sure some of you believe in synchronicity, and I'm pretty sure many of you probably think we're crazy, but I'm telling you, If you start paying attention and you tell your brain, show me everything that's lined up in my day to reach my highest good, for me to learn how to be more loving, you will see a day full of those things. Mm-hmm. And Chris and I have been bas- blessed beyond belief. This book fell. I did not reach it. I swear on my only birth child and my two stepchildren that I never
0: reached for this book. It fell off the shelf. Do you remember the day it fell off? Yeah, it was the day. I, yeah. I was literally like... um, Golden Eyes were like, yeah, fine. That's it. This is complete. This is done. And then him and I, at our own separate residences, fell asleep and then woke up. And I was like, what just happened? Why didn't we, you know, complete switching our stuff together like we were planning (laughs) on? And so I reached out, but I had just started reading this book that day. Mm. And so when I went to his house, these skills were in my head and something began to shift. It didn't, fully at all by any means shift, like 100%. But it was like this little 2% shift happened. And then over the course of the week, it's like, because I shifted the way I was showing up with him, his energy completely shifted toward me. And it's like, we weren't saying we're sorry. We weren't saying, we weren't having conversations about you did that and I did this and I'm sorry. It was none of that. It was literally like, Because I was changing my brainwaves, his were changing as well without even communicating about it.
1: Yeah, you don't have to tell somebody what you're doing. If you Mm -hmm. take them off the hook, they'll feel it. And I think one of the things I wanted to say, Krista, too, is when you came in today, you were working this very same process with Mm -hmm. a different part of your experience with him Mm -hmm. that just reared its ugly head around possibly jealousy or something like that, that showed up for you to go, oh, there's another place I'm making up a story. Mm -hmm. And then we see it everywhere. We suddenly realize that the story is actually what's driving us. And that's why we sometimes seem crazy. Because when someone else doesn't have the same story, they look at us like,
0: what are you doing? You're fucking
1: nuts, man. Because i never had that thought. And women and men have this disconnect a lot not so much within genders because we understand something about the way our brains work that we probably sort of make up the same stories Mm -hmm. or we have the same cultural stories. So the cultural stories support themselves, but truly no one's crazy. It's what we think makes us crazy, turns us into people who are terrified or violent or, you know, so when you get into the story and you break it up,
0: then you see the innocence of the person Mm -hmm. who's just trying to find their way. Which is the brilliance in the space that mm. you forced upon us. It's in that. <laughs> damn. Damn it. Not space. Yeah. And because of course, for a person who's having an abandonment issue, the last thing I want is space and it's very triggering, but it was actually brilliant because it allowed this process to evolve and get into my brainwaves. And, you know, I also want to say there was that other sentence that she says um, where she's like, is it. Is it your business? I don't know if that's the mm-hmm. exact way she phrases Not it. Not quite, but whatever. Um, but that concept of, well, I don't even know exactly how to explain it, but I think of it as sometimes I hear someone say something or they tell me something or I see something and then I walk away from that experience still thinking about it and churning the story and then I see myself make some judgments on it and, oh, they should do that or, oh, if only they would have done that or I, I should do that. Like you know. Right. <laughs> and so- she kind of calls that like getting into somebody else's business. And I after hearing that, I was like, whoa, I am in everybody's business. And what it's doing is it's taking up so much brain space that it's kind of making me crazy. Cause it's like, well, how do I solve that? How do I solve that? And it's like, whoa. the minute I've started telling myself, like, oh, that's not my business. It's like, it's like flipping a switch in my head giving myself permission to not think about it or not giving it any more energy
1: you know two things that you're alluding to that I think are super fascinating about this process is how much space it creates and how much freedom it creates and we've been about space time not time space for ever since I think our first episode mm-hmm. and what we're talking about is that there is no such thing as time when you're in a moment of truth where you feel Feel something that is really full, like you feel a really full moment. Some of us do it when we're playing music or dancing or something like that. The moment just expands and time slips slips away. It actually is a phenomenon. It does happen. Space is created. That's where creativity lives. That's -hmm. where love lives. That's where your power lives. But we take these little tiny dead little peanuts of, <laughs> you know, the crappy story that we want to tell ourselves, and we try to eat those for nourishment. And instead, all we do is create pain and suffering, and no space inside us. So, this is this is a magnificent discovery for all of us whenever we touch it. And
0: believe me, if you really start doing this work, you'll touch
1: it every day
0: for sure. Well, I'm yeah, I'm already seeing it. Just how I was explaining to you that story of something I experienced <laughs> last night, where I was like, wow. I really had to like talk myself off a cliff because I saw that this little tiny thing was starting to like snowball into something and literally nothing had happened. Right. I had no details, nothing. It was like. I was creating well, something out of nothingness. So, like when you were talking about the peanuts, all of a sudden that popped in my head was like a little popcorn kernel <laughs> going poo and exploding like bigger and <laughs> that's bigger. A great image. And then, like at the movie theater, it's like, dun, 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 and the popcorn's growing. It's like, that's what I feel like these little seeds are that oh, I put great. in my head of like, oh, I've got that person's business in and that one and that one and that one. And as I store them in, and then I think about them the next day and I think about them five days from now and a month from now. And it's like these, they're expanding. And so I'm ending up walking around carrying all these different people's energy, and it's like, whew. how would you know what's really going on for
1: another person? How would we know? That's yeah. one of the things as coaches that you really work with is not giving people advice, but to give them an orientation to an issue. Mm-hmm. So that would be what we would both do is someone would come to us with something, and we'd say, well, consider asking yourself this question. Mm-hmm. or is there a question that you have that keeps coming up something to invite you back into yourself and then a lot of coaching is to tell you what you're saying and to give you the tools to hear yourself more strongly so that you make the choices it's an coaching is empowerment meant empower, power man whatever that was empowering <laughs> so all we're all we're saying by this is there's only one way that no matter what we've given you in any lesson that you've listened to with us or whatever our tools are, that it's going to work, and that's if you work it, right. And that's the only way. And so Krista, you know, the book fell on the sh- off the shelf on me. I was on the phone with her. I'm like, "Uh oh, this is for <laughs> you, honey," and she came over and got it
0: right away and just took it because I was like, "I don't. If I'm going to lose this relationship, I want to know I've done everything." I can. And I think there was a story in the book and it was um, a woman talking about her marriage and how um, it had just gotten like the arguing had just gotten so big and massive to the point like they didn't even know what they were arguing about. It was just all day long the arguing. And by learning these tools and applying them, each partner applying them, all of a sudden their entire marriage shifted. Mm -hmm. And I can see that. And I'm looking at it for Golden Eyes and I and looking at how in two weeks, it literally, it was the same exact thing of like going from what felt like complete chaos to like complete peace.
1: I wouldn't say it was two weeks. I mean, maybe from complete to complete, you know, complete chaos, but there was a, a sizable difference within the first couple hours that you were reading this book because again, the key is to use the information, mm-hmm. to really use it. And you, as soon as you started reading it, You started reflecting, oh my God, okay, I can see. Now let me try that. Mm -hmm. And then just sort of freeing you up. And as soon as we're free, we're just, we're the spirit, we're the essence of ourselves that we're meant to be. We're the love expression. And that's why we're bringing all this to the world. It's not because, well, I mean, we do kind of like to hear ourselves talk and (laughs) we like to laugh and we love each other. So we like to do this. But really it's a service that we are, I don't know, divinely inspired to do to spread the love by spreading the work that we've been so lucky to be given in this lifetime to everybody we can think of. So you guys can use it and you can see where we're hurting each other without meaning to. We're hurting, we're totally innocent. but well, It's our like stories, we can love
0: someone so much. Yeah. And yet here we are destroying them with the and stories we're telling ourselves. And so I think that was just like, whoa, I am, as much as I've always looked at him and I, oh, it's him, it's him. And I know I'm schooled in projection. So even when I'm saying it's him, it's him, I know how to turn it back and find this spot inside of me. But this feels like it's pre-projection. That's what I love about it. It's like this catches you before you've had the opportunity to spin off and project and project and project. It feels like if you can start using this tool, you don't have to get caught up in Oh, I see what you're saying. So what you're saying is if you stop the story, which is
1: the projection, then you actually don't have to go unwind it later and figure it out. If you let the story carry you, which is the work that Katie does... Mm -hmm she will grab you where the story has gotten you and unwind it with you, Mm -hmm. which is very, it's
0: challenging because people, we're very committed to our stories. You can tell that person is wrong about that. And you know why we're committed to our stories? Because if we let them go, there's a part of us that then has to be okay with surrendering the past 45 years, 50 years of our life. The story we've told ourselves, it's almost like, Oh, did my life even exist?
1: Maybe not, (laughs) because we're always looking into that one moment to make sure it exists. So uh, living in eternity in the eternal moment is where your power is. It's where your presence is. It's where your love is. It's where your joy is. And on that note, we're letting you all know that we love you always, and inviting you to check out the work of Byron Katie. You can certainly find it in about a million places on the web and on Facebook. And of course, she has quite a few books. This one is called, I Need Your Love. Is that true?
0: Right. And no, it's not. I don't need your love anymore, golden eyes, but I enjoy it and I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's right. Difference. <laughs> and Mr. Delicious, we're good too.
1: And to all of you,
0: we we love, you. we love
1: you very much, and we don't and, need your love, and we don't need your love. But we
0: like it well. And <laughs> <I know
1: that. laughs> um, anyway, we do love you, and um, spread the love, give let people off the hook. Yeah. enjoy your lives
0: and be free. Okay, I love you. I love you too. Bye, Bye. honey. <laughs> Do you want the opportunity to see the gals of Holy Fuck in person? If so, go to the holyfuckpodcast.com and join our mailing list so you can find out when and where these goddesses will be transforming lives next. And yes, I know, I'm talking about myself in third person. Open your browser, type in holyfuckpodcast.com, click on mailing list, and give us your most trusty email. Not that bogus one you give to Walmart. So sign up now tomorrow. Now, 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 now. Thank you. Byron Katie, she's
1: so fun. Um, Yeah. So she's even our neighbor in this quaint little town of Ohio, California. We should get paid by the Chamber of Commerce for this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think the Chamber of Commerce is going to want to pay us to shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs)